Oh my god, I did it again. <laughs> oh, the microphone again. Yeah. Oh. Talking for 10 minutes with the microphone turned off. Thank you, Nigel. Should, should we do this again from the know, charge, yeah, yeah. right? It'll be fine. Yeah. Should we just all switch our computers off and reboot and start again? <laughs> um, so, welcome to another West UK Weekly. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Um, it is turning into a bit of a, to me, to you. Um, we'll have a ladder next week. And just, just <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, a red button push. I know, button. right? I need a big red button that says turn the damn microphone on. Because uh, otherwise... He actually went through his checklist. He was like, close... Close the door yep. and the office was what? Yep, I had a checklist in front of me, disable microphone on camera for first five minutes and everything. It was all yeah. there. Again, yeah, indeed. Sorry, Nigel. Um, so whilst everyone is scrambling for their phones and their computers to get on online and they've had their alerts to tell them that we're all here, six people. Ooh, we're doing well this week. We are. We might even hit double figures. Um, what is this show Which about? Case, just can everyone who's watching it know... Go around the house, find, like, if you've got a spare phone, get the dog to watch us. Yeah, yeah. That number up. Turn on every phone, every iPad, every computer. Get your kids, get your neighbour's kids and your neighbour's pets to watch. Yeah, lovely. Get them all tuned in. Um, just, you know, it's a little number in a box. Um, so whilst you're all scrambling to figure out uh, how to get online and, and catch up with the show, uh, what is this show about? Well, it's a weekly business show and hopefully... My aim with it is to hopefully impart some of the 20 years worth of business knowledge that I've accrued, some of the 30 years of messing around with IT stuff that I've accrued, and some of the knowledge and specialist subject stuff that I do with websites and help people in any way, shape or form to improve what they're doing or learn things they didn't know. Um, and through the last two years, I've met an awful lot of wonderful people through business networking. Um, not this guy though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, me not included. <laughs> um, and the whole point is to, through all the people that I've met, and, and I must admit, pretty much 99% of them are absolutely wonderful people. Um, and Robin's no exception to that. Yes, and I'm one of the 99. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not going to get out of the office now. His ego is going to just swell up. <laughs> That's it. It's game over. He's, he's staying here. Um, so... My aim is to bring you some of my own knowledge and experience and help others share that with you as well. And hopefully through sharing some of their knowledge, uh, you can find out things you didn't know and ways you can improve and be better and, and, and do things slightly differently in a way that benefits you and everyone else. You know, I've met a lot of people who are working really, really hard doing a lot of stuff that they really don't need to do. Um, so if you can show people how to do things in a way where they can work half as hard and achieve twice as much, that's a win, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, as you know, my business is around process of improvement, so basically helping people do stuff quicker, smarter, whatever. But maybe I should, I'm going to tell tell the truth. Like, Have I you noticed he's wearing a tie? He's making me look bad as well. I don't like this. I told him casual, bring a bottle of wine in your pyjamas. He turns up in a tie that's the colour of his website. I see. Well, he, he's got pounding wet. Anyway, more is. When I train people on process improvement, I tell them a really important thing. And that thing is, I'm extremely lazy. A USB cable around my neck. And if I can make people as lazy, half Hi, as Pete. lazy as Welcome I am. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. If I can make people half as lazy as I am, yeah. then I'll die happy man. And that's what process improvement is. It's about working smarter, not harder, and being lazy. Oh, I'm the king of lazy me. I've, if there's a way of getting something done with the minimum amount of effort... Uh, I'm your man. Although it was funny, I messed with him. Are we still doing this evening? He's like, yes, I'm going to have a nap. I should be awake at five. I was like, cool, he's Mrs. Working, there. He's working hard and I'm like, yeah, I'm going for a snooze, mate. <laughs> Let the other guys handle the support tickets for this afternoon. I'm going to bed. 
Um, but I was actually out this morning meeting some fantastic, wonderful people that actually I'd like to have on the show. Um, so it's not like I'm not trying to, um, you know, I'm trying to bring stuff to you guys as well. And some of the people I met this morning, if I said the word Paul McCartney wants to come on the show, he's not going to play you a song, but he wants to come on the show. And I'll tell you what, the guy is awesome. Um, I'm not sure if I can be around him for more than five minutes without exploding because he's so energetic that you just literally, after five minutes of being around this guy, you want to go out for a run or, or climb on the roof and just jump off of a parachute or something. You know, He's that energetic. It's hilarious. He knows his beans. But, but he really knows his stuff and he's awesome. Um, so if you do ever watch this, Paul, hello, mate. Um, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the purpose of this show, to bring you business knowledge, IT knowledge, um, some website knowledge and feedback and help with any, any issues that you might have. So if you've got any questions, drop them in the comments below or stick them in the live comments. Um, Pete Bresser, by the way, is a, is a really good photographer. Um, his famous, famous saying is back button focus. I think that's the one thing I hear him saying a lot. Um, who else made it? Who have we got? We've got Nigel, Susan and Pete so far. Cool. 11 people viewing. Come on, guys. Say hi. Uh, don't be shy. Uh, this show's here for you. Um, so today's topic, um, have you got your tin foil, have you got your tin foil hat with you? Uh, no, I forgot okay. that again. Okay, if you might want to rush off and grab some tin foil from the kitchen because there's a bit of a conspiracy theory coming up. Um, and some, <laughs> that doesn't count, it's not tin foil. It'll <laughs> stop the gamma rays. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Fair enough. You know, I, I've studied radio communications. That's not that's not how that works. And if you put two phones through your head, surely that works like some kind of like barrier, right? Yeah, brain cancer. Yeah, okay, <laughs> put the props away and just uh, uh, some um, conspiracy theories. So today's show is something that a lot of business owners would probably find quite terrifying. Um, have any of you ever been scared of anyone saying something bad about your business? I can imagine that probably a lot of you actually would fear finding something written about you online that's that's quite negative or bad. Or, or if you're like me, I'd feel I always feel um, it's happened to us sort of two three times over the last twenty years, and it makes me feel absolutely gutted when I see it because it feels like we've let someone down. Um, so today, what we're going to be talking about is customer reviews and customer feedback, um, and who better than the expert in charge here? Um, and this is part of the business processes that Robin takes people through when he's ironing out their messy processes and getting their their stuff straight. Um, blushes. <laughs> uh, um, so this is one of the things that Robin does when he takes people through the process of ironing out their mess. That is, you know, the, the whole scrambled business process. Yeah, imagine um, those that are like taking line for a walk and just that mess of anxiety of process. And then when you're pulling it out and putting the things in the right place sometimes do you want a brew by the way i can make you one it's no problem sometimes you do need to actually ask your customers what they think yeah absolutely um one of the things we've always been quite conscious of as well is um not pestering people um because for me it feels like a bit of a double-edged sword um you can keep asking people are we doing okay how do you think we're doing how are we getting on but at the same time people if you look at it from the from the customer's perspective, how many other businesses send them stuff like that as well? You know, you've got supermarkets sending you stuff, um, random shops in the high street on the back of their receipts. Oh yeah, give us a steer. You know, we want to know how we're doing. And it's like you could, and you know, how many people shop on Amazon are constantly sending you emails on eBay? Oh, what did you think of that product you bought? It's like. I could spend my entire life just writing reviews. True, <laughs> it's so time-consuming. The other point to that though is. Yes, ask for feedback, 
but then engage people in the conversation saying in we've heard life. from you and we've moved stuff forward Jonathan Gorey hi Johan Gorey hi Johan good to have you along it was great to talk to you yesterday um, on the UK Small Business uh, Facebook group hopefully a few more people will come along um, tell them the show is online I forgot to do that actually another thing that needs to go on the checklist literally this checklist is now like it's getting crazy um, Susan says in business or life um, mostly in business really uh, well, that's the thing, right? I was thinking about it because obviously we, well, I wouldn't ask my wife for a five-star review. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. I know it's what actually, at one point, you did ask her for feedback because you, after your first date, I assumed you said, "How did you find us? Do you want to go for another date?" And also, you oh, asked the I'm, most I'll important question. There. Thing there was like when you said, "Will you marry me?" There would have been a question of, "How's this been going? Do you want to take it to the next level?" So actually, in our personal yeah, lives, was... we do ask for feedback. Yeah, it comes from our customers. We kind of go. No, I don't want to upset them. They might give me bad feedback. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to give your wife a form, so fill that in, please. <laughs> yeah, rate me out of ten. No, actually five. Rate me out of five, because it's easier. I can deal with that. Mediocre. <laughs> You've been talking to my wife, have you? I did meet her last week. She's very nice. <laughs> I told her to keep her mouth shut. Um, so, customer feedback is something that, in talking to people that have got their own businesses, some of them find it quite terrifying because they're scared that someone's going to say something bad or that they don't want to hear because it can be quite a negative feeling and sometimes for especially for small business owners it can feel like a bit of a personal attack and it's really difficult not to take it personally because if someone says yeah your service was all right but all my stuff turned up smashed it was a bit sucky it wasn't great you really do take it personally and that's easy to do um, so that's one of the things we're going to give you some advice on coping with today um, and obviously on the other side flip side of it if someone says hey you know what fantastic awesome uh, then it really boosts your confidence as well mm -hmm. um, and that will tie in nicely with the show we're doing at the end of the month on um, um, imposter syndrome okay. so last show of the month we're doing we're doing a big big show on imposter syndrome and how what different ways you can cope with it and um, I'm not a psychological expert just you know a business person who's been through Probably that roller coaster ride of am I good enough? No, I'm good enough. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Someone's been an imposter for the last 20 years. <laughs> You're going home, mate. <laughs> Bye. Show cancelled. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, should we actually talk about some business? Because we're just sitting there giggling, aren't we? And everyone's just watching us laugh. Um, so that's the purpose. That's what we're talking about today is customer reviews and feedback. Um, and, it, and it's basically for you to, it's also another chance to get to know us as well at West UK and for us to get to know some of you guys too. Um, by, by the way, don't forget as well that we do also support in what we do, we do also support the Diagrama Foundation. Um, we're trying to anyway. Uh, we're, we're making a concerted effort. And if their website loads, there we go. There we go. So let me just show you this. So this is the Diagrama Foundation website. Um, why is that gone a bit weird? Okay, didn't do that last week, honest. Um, so, yeah, didn't do that yesterday either. It's gone a bit, oh, I know why. Because I need to do this. There. That's why. He is a techie expert. I know, right? Practice makes perfect and all that, yeah? So that's the Diagrama Foundation's website. Um, and that's a charity that we're hoping to support through this YouTube channel. If we can get a thousand subscribers, we can start taking super chats through um, through YouTube. Uh, we don't really want to start handing out, you know, asking for a begging bowl, or um, as some people have suggested setting up a Patreon because well then that's just asking for a three pound a month like everyone else is. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to actually earn it, get ourselves here every week, show up for the show, 
put on something people can find a value. A uh, tie. And, yeah, and see his tie collection. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> he's going to have, have to have a different tie. It's going to be like a fashion statement. He's going to have to have a different tie every show now. Yeah. So make a note of that tie. If you see it again, he's in trouble. <laughs> Um, but this uh, is the diagram. See you again. I'm going to give a fiver to diagramma, right? <laughs> yeah, if you wear that again, every time you wear that tie now, it's five quid to the diagramma foundation. It's like a swear box. Yeah, you heard that, Julie. So if you're watching, hold him to account for that. Um, so this is the diagramma foundation. If, if we can raise some money for them, that'd be wonderful because they support some very vulnerable young adults in the community. Um, what they do is fantastic. Um, so that's pretty much them. Uh, moving back to what. Uh, just put the uh, URL into the chat box so people then can. See it at their leisure afterwards. Oh, that's a good idea. That's almost like you've done this before. There we go. So let's just post the URL in there. So if you want to go and read more, you can go and have a little look at their website. Good thinking, Batman. Sorry. I'm gonna have to literally. I'm gonna have to have notes everywhere. By the by the time we're on our temp show, this will just be a wall of notes. Yeah, exactly. I won't be able to just. I won't be able to do anything without reading a note. Um, so that's that's the, the charity and the stuff we're tr we're trying to um, do for them. So, if I could ask you a question of the day, be right back. Okay, you don't have to tell us, but that's cool. Uh, unless you go out to the toilet, of course. <laughs> um, let's get rid of that. Take that back to there. There we go. Cool. <coughs> so, what are we talking about this week? Apologies for that, by the way. Someone told me that when I cough, it's really loud. It blows their ears apart. It is. Um, I've, I've listened to the uh, podcast version of this. I'll try not to cough, or if I just self-implode, then oops. You're on your own, Batman. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'll show you where the off button is, and that's it. Cool. All right. In which case, um, as a Richard is a. <laughs> so, what's our question of the day, Robin? You've got it written down there. What, do, what are we going to pose as our question of the day for today? Okay, so this week we're talking about customer feedback, customer engagement. So, question for our audience: there, What are your thoughts on rewarding customers for feedback? Mm. That's quite interesting because so many different schools thought on this. Um, and we would, I would, it would be fantastic to have your feedback and to understand what, you know, is that your business? Does that work with it? Because mm. it seems to work for some businesses, but not others. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a fear of rewarding people for feedback because you're seeing like you're buying reviews from your customers. Um, so, I mean, we do it, but we don't shout about it. If someone is kind enough to give up their time to leave a review or offer us some constructive criticism, that we can either use or if someone just says hey no everything's great wonderful um keep doing what you're doing we will of course make it worth their while because it takes you know it's taking up their time mm -hmm. but we're certainly not going to start saying hey look you know what if you if you leave us a review we'll give you some money see it's um, funny because the because then it goes into the sort of dodgy territory doesn't it well having said that and this is where it'd be great to have um some of the people um watching this some their feedback is mm. i think actually you're better off being transparent about it not saying we give everyone five quid for a review and sort of stuff like that because yeah that's that potentially will give you bad behavior plus that's illegal yeah you just actually that's breaking the law at that point yeah but i think there is an element of sort of saying you know that actually we do say thank you to people and sometimes that is something of, of intrinsic value yeah but i think if you're honest with people then they understand where Joe it's Han says from. we reward but we don't tell them we will do it when we ask for reviews it's a pleasant surprise like you do yeah exactly, exactly. i think that's exactly. really good way of doing it yeah, and that's what we do. We we say that you know, we've got three different platforms that we collect reviews on: um, Google, Free Index, and Facebook. And for every review someone leaves us, we will make it worth the the time that it takes them to do that. Um, but we don't we don't obviously say, hey, look, you know, if you write us a five star review, we'll give you twenty quid. 
because that's that's literally there's laws against that. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And was it Nigel says mates rates for good reviews. They would, <laughs> they won't know until they ask me back. Then mates rates. <laughs> <laughs> not sure. Just offer them to leave a review, and if they do, great. If not, no bother. Yeah, it's a mixed bag, really. Yeah. There's, there's quite a. Because it's uh, funny, um, there are certain credit card companies who also have uh, Air Miles and Avios, and they have that almost like review referral program where it's sort of saying, well, if you refer a friend, you get a X number of Avios and they get Y number. Yeah. So, you know, they're being tr- quite transparent in that. Um, yeah, and I guess reviewing a friend is the equivalent of a good review. You must like it because you've recommended it. Exactly. So it is really interesting. Hmm. Um, so one of the things, so we go over some points to do with this because um, I really want to get to my conspiracy theory because it's, it's quite interesting. I've been itching to get to this all week. Um, so people are scared of not like, uh, people who run businesses are scared of others not liking what they do. Um, and obviously that, that does play into the imposter syndrome that we're going to cover at the end of the month as well. But it can be frightening because it's it's often taken as an emotional, not an attack as such, but it's hard not to take it emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone says, oh, you know, you, every parcel you deliver turns out broken or the stuff you're selling is just cheap garbage off of the, ne- the next boat, um, it's hard not to get emotionally attached to that because it's your business, you've worked your backside off building it up. Um, but right. it's really critical that you that you find these things out because if you don't, you won't have a business for very long. All you'll have is just a stream of bad reviews online and then you'll be gone. It's, um, I remember there was a term, how do you know if you're producing a lemon or not? <laughs> you know, i.e. lemon being something that doesn't work. Or, you ever asked that to a lemon farmer? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but what the, would he actually say? <laughs> so I, I can see them. <laughs> yeah, but also that's, the, and as we, you know, that's where... Shops often reward access to prize draws for feedback. Good, bad. Yeah, exactly. Halfords, yeah. they you know, give us a steer on the back of their receipts, you can win two hundred and fifty quid. And uh let us know from Sainsbury's. But yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different ones. But I think where your point around the, the question is also if you're asking sort of like in a free text field of like, how do you feel about my service? Mm. Then basically one person some people are just Kind of, you might have asked them at a really bad moment in time, uh, and they're literally just in a bad mood and just want to vent. Yeah, timing's got a lot to do with it. You catch someone on a bad day, you're, you're screwed. But some people, for they may just their use of language may be such as good, is they're fantastic, but they just say it's good. Whereas yeah. someone else's good could be like the best score, score ever, or, or they just genuinely mean good. So it's, it is that thing of it. We'll go through it, but there's more that you actually yeah. maybe asking questions. I've, will I've had people that. that where you say to them, I think someone once gave us uh, an eight or nine out of ten, and I said, oh, what could we have done to improve that? And it, oh, well, I don't give a ten to anybody. And you're like, okay then, at least you're happy. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's yeah. all that matters. As long as yeah. said, no, the service is wonderful. I love it. I just don't give a ten to anybody. I was like, wow, happy days. Yeah. As long as they're happy, that's all that mattered. But it's it's about understanding what you're getting as well. Yeah, it's all. Yeah. And that's one of the things we're going to come on to because. Um, the the next thing with customer feedback and reviews is how do you find out what people think? Because like you just said a second ago, that was quite an open question. How are you feeling about X? Yeah. Um, and that's a very generic question. You could get a wide range of answers back from that that mean all sorts of things. And if you try to quantify what it all is, you'd end up with a mess. Exactly. So how do you find out what people think? What's a sensible way to go about it? <laughs> Other than just saying, hey, what do you think? 
I don't be really sarcastic. Go, You're great, you suck. <laughs> I don't mean sarcastic, but a lot of people, businesses, don't even ask the question because they're afraid of the answer. I know. So actually, if, to find out... I'm, I'm always afraid of the answer. I feel really bad at saying this, but you actually Same. have to ask them the question. Yeah. How do you feel about my service? Uh, In 20 you know, years, I've never found that question any less terrifying than, than yeah, 20 years ago. Exactly. But that is... And then think about it. If you ask your customers how they feel about you, then you've set a baseline and then you can and then from next time you ask them so well last time you felt they were okay we've made some changes mm. do you think we're now good and it's an evolution and it's a conversation started but you do have to start somewhere mm. and it may be that people say not great at this but i still buy from you i mean there are very few companies in the uk at least that have got a monopoly on what they do people are attracted to you for a reason, and that will be mm. on price, level of service, um, quality, even the personality of the person. But yeah, they're that's still doing business. Game. We're, we're, we're done for. <laughs> but they're still buying from you for a reason. Yeah, so actually, exactly. use that as a, a, a good starting point mm. to then say, right, they're asking me. You're not asking the general public, yeah. well, why aren't you buying from me? Because they go, well, I don't know who you are. Well, yeah, a lot of them want to clue what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and that's going to feed nicely into some of the tips we're going to get to at the end as well, is that some, some slightly more specific ways to do this. Um, but one of the things that you're going to find online as well is a lot of places like Google and, and a lot of these review platforms like Trustpilot and ReviewCenter.com and all these other places, they all measure everything out of five. You ever noticed that? Yeah. Everything is out of five. And it's weird because if you, if you go online and you, and you see a service that's got a rating of three out of five, you wouldn't necessarily be drawn towards using it because you'd be like, well, that can't be very good if no one's rating it very good because three out of five is smack in the middle. That's something, yeah, it's okay. Mm -hmm. But on a scale of five, it doesn't look good. Yep. Um, and Robin mentioned something a few weeks ago when, when he was doing a, a, a chat at um, an FSB event. And it really got my brain thinking about, uh, about this and it really triggered my whole sort of like, actually, yeah, you're right. I'm starting to notice that a lot more now. Mm -hmm. um, why, isn't things why aren't things measured out of ten? Um, and it's actually got a name for that, isn't it? The, the there is a measure that measures stuff out of town. It's the Net Promoter Score. Net Promoter Score. So for those of you who thought that, but you said it too fast. The Net Promoter Score. The Net Promoter Score. Uh, I didn't create it. Some American management consultant did. But it's actually a really useful um, tool because basically you've got three measures. offered an 8 or a 9 as a rating, that would be as high as they would go. It's a cultural thing. Yeah, absolutely, Pete. Um, an 8 or 9 is a good rating. Exactly. Um, but if you was to scale that down to an out of 5, that would be like a 3.5 or 4. Yeah. Or it would be a 4. And and in my mind, I'd be like, what did we do wrong? Mm -hmm. If I saw a 4, I'd be like, let me talk to them and find out what did we do wrong. Exactly. Um, and I've done that before. I've seen people, people have left us a 4. And I've called them and said, hey, I hope you don't mind, but um, could we have done anything to improve that? Um, I just, you know... And they've gone, no, no, it's perfect. I just, you know, no one gets a five. I'm like, all righty. Fair enough. <laughs> There's a few people out there that do that, you know, uh, yeah. which is fine. But yeah, back to the net promoter score. <coughs> and once you've sorry. coughing. Sorry. So you're reading stuff and you're coughing. Another, I'll just go away. That's another five, uh, another five viewers are now deaf. <laughs> I need a big pillow to put over my face or something until I stop breathing. <laughs> um, I've lost train of thought. Yes, so basically. Out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten, basically, it's a... Um, not an odd number. It, it stops people going three, 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 three. Mm -hmm. 
Unless you're doing 33 and a third, but that's something different. 33 and a third? <laughs> 33 and a third. They better not be doing a third. Well, no, because I'm Irish. I can, say, I can, say, I can <laughs> say 33 and a third. Um, but basically, if you do mark out a 10, uh, net promoter score basically from a 0 until a 6 is basically distractors. They are people who doing your service but you're not necessarily doing great. Mm. Um, those who are kind of more neutral are a 7 and 8. And then those who you really want to be moving your score up to is a 9 or 10. These are people who are actually acting as your advocates who are saying, yes, you are doing really, really great. Mm. And then going back to my point around the baseline is each time you ask your customers and have these questions laid out in a way, you can track if you're making better. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a data kind of person. I'm more of a processy, but do like So would a binary data. approach be better? Oh, well, yes or no. Awesome equals one, dreadful equals zero. It depends on what you're doing. Mm. Um, in some instances, I could imagine that being perfectly acceptable. I think like, it could be a little bit too kind of it is, polar opposite. It's like, yeah. I'm awful. It is either, yes, it was fine or no, it was rubbish. Yeah, like, well, actually, in that one, it's like, yes, when you the bought, best thing ever. When you bought all. the new laptop, did it come on? Yes or no? Yes. <laughs> but that's about as far as you could probably take the details. That's a sort of I, PC I, world sort of survey, isn't it? Yeah, did it work when you got it out of the box? Yes or no? Well, it probably doesn't give you enough detail to mm. measure any kind of growth or, or improvement around how you do stuff. Mm. Yeah, there's not enough in there to say, well, actually... The customer was almost completely satisfied, yeah. or they were nowhere near being happy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas out of five, you'd sort of a two would say, "Well, they're not very happy." But if you got that sort of four, um, five or six, mm -hmm. you might find that actually you weren't that far away from be providing a good service. Yep. And then you could probably get in touch with them for more information about that. I've just noticed the time. You need to say conspiracy yeah, theories. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh God, twenty-six past. It goes so quick. It does. It goes so quick. Um, we've got to cut out all the jokes and banter next week. No more joking around. No more funny stuff. Um, just that's fine. I'm not here next week, I don't think. Yeah, that's right. I'd be dead boring then. So that'd be cool. Um, so my conspiracy theory. Uh, let's take some of these review platforms that ask you for money, for example. Um, some of the... What? No, they're, they're my notes. Oh, okay. I'm not just reading these notes here. They're my points. Um, <laughs> Cheater. So... Imagine if you started a business and you wanted to um, find a way of getting extracting money out of people. So let's say I started a review platform and I built a website that says come and leave your reviews here dot com. Mm -hmm. Catchy. Uh, I know, right? It's very catchy. It's great now. I should coin that phrase. Um, now, I, I, let's say, for instance, I want for how can I get some money out of Robin? I know what. I'll create a profile page for his company and I'll, ooh, there's a bad review about Robin's company suddenly appears on it. Should we tell him about it and encourage him to come and write a response? That way we get him to register. Um, so that's a way that Robin would then feel compelled to, oh, actually, that review doesn't look right. I need to go and respond to that because mm -hmm. it's bad press. Um, and you'd feel emotionally um, attached to dealing with it. Um, so then you would you would register with this website and then you find out that um, <laughs> that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah, you're going to love this one, mate, because it's happened to us two, three times. Um, it's complete, not mine. This is this is why I've got this theory now because it's, there's a certain company <coughs> trying to extract money out of people, um, and they've tried it several times. And so let's say we invite Robin to come along and respond to that that review, and Robin responds by saying, "This is not a customer of mine. I don't know anything about this. This is nothing to do with me." If I took a month to respond to that and said, "Yeah, okay, we'll investigate it, but it will stay where it is for now." Mm -hmm. while we investigate we won't take it down we'll just leave everything as it is while we try and contact the person who wrote it yep the 
mysterious person who wrote it, yeah? Nudge, nudge. Uh, a month later, nothing happens, and you say, well, we tried to contact them, um, and they didn't reply, so we'll take it down. However, if you had a paid account with us, we could have dealt with this the same day. How much more inclined would you be to feel like you were being sucked in to part with money to deal with things that were fake? Or that you couldn't, not fake, but that you could never ever prove were real because that company will never ever tell you who wrote that, that review. Well, I, personally, I think that does sound quite dubious. Um, I'd like to think such companies don't exist, but based on the story you told me earlier on before we went live, I believe they yeah. do. Um, that's his legal disclaimer now. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I, Nothing I, to do with my company. Yeah. I don't believe any of it. <laughs> um, but no, I think that does sound that, yeah, if someone's going to... I think these websites, if they... Uh, the model, as I understand is that they do sort of say they're unmonitored and they'll mm. investigate if asked. But I think it opens them up to so much kind of problems, basically. Mm. Um, I think there, there's also a duty on them providing a platform yeah. to be able to say, well, we do monitor, we do ve um, verify. And if someone is giving you an absolutely atrocious review and everyone else is glowing, mm. it's understanding where does that come from? Well, exactly. I mean, we've had it happen to us a few times now. And it's always the same websites doing it. Mm. Um, I mean... Going back 15 years ago, we had an account with Ratepoint. Um, they tried it. Uh, they went out of business. Then there was another paid website. Um, Nigel even wrote a nice review for us on that paid website. Um, and these paid websites, they've, I mean, both of those websites that we um, were on and we were paying them for, they both tried it on. Um, you know, you'd see a bad review would appear um, and you'd spot it and say, well, where's that come from? And you'd look at the person's name, never heard of them. You look the name up in your customer database, no such person. Mm -hmm. So you get in touch with the review platform and say, where's this come from? You need to take this down it's, or prove who it's from. Um, you know, is it genuine? Because it's just garbage. There's never a reference to the product they used or how long they were with you or anything. It's just, it's just someone's openly sort of slating you off with no substance behind it. And these platforms, they take literally a month to do anything. So that review's sitting there for the whole world to see. But it depends how visible the bad review is likely to be. Yeah, and with platforms such as Trustpilot, for example, um, they work so hard on their SEO because getting your reviews on the front page of Google for them is where they make the money. Mm -hmm. um, and that's how they get the money out of you. Because then these reviews suddenly appear and you're like, well, if this person was unhappy, A, why didn't they contact us? B, why didn't they leave a proper name? C, why is there no reference to anything they've had with us or any length of time or the service or what the problems were? Um, and when you contact companies like Trustpilot, uh, they write back to you and say, well, you know, our mission is to provide an open platform that's unmoderated. And this is where the problems come in because at the end of the day, there's money behind it. And where there's money behind it, can you trust it? I can't. Um, couldn't trust them as far as I could throw them. And this, this has happened several times now with Trustpilot, where they've looked into things after a month, six weeks have gone by on one of them, and they said, yeah, we, that person's not responding to the emails that we've sent them to investigate and find out who they are. So, okay, we'll take it down. So, well, of course you will, because it's fake. It, it's just garbage. 
Um, so that's my conspiracy theory on these paid for, where there's money, where people are charging for reviews, um, you can't trust them. And this is why we don't use them. But you can't not use them because you're sucked in. You can't not register for an account on Trustpilot because they keep these things keep magically appearing and you're compelled emotionally to respond to them. Because uh, if you don't respond to them, you're seen as the one who's at fault. Which I, I think actually goes back to that point whereby if you already have a dialogue with your customers hmm. and your customers understand how to interact with you and it's not in the so like Twitter kind of oh I really just like you X yeah. Y and Z but actually if you've got a very clear process and and tell your tell and speak with your customers on a regular basis mm. then you will understand where they're coming from and also mm. in that situation absolutely um, one of the things I do when I've ended the relationship with a client to you know obviously I've done what I need to do I do ask them for feedback so how do I do mm. and that then enables me to create and understand where I am where I need to get to and also if I suddenly receive a negative feedback from someone I was like, well, hang on a second when I asked you you said you were happy and now you're not happy what happened to the, the trust and conversation yeah um, so that's pretty much where I'm at, I'm at with the whole paid review platforms um, having done this gone through this roller coaster ride over the last 20 years with three different paid platforms uh, we're not going to get sucked in a third time uh, yeah yeah fake reviews one of the things I've noticed recently as well, say about f about a couple of years ago, I used to get um, one email a month saying, we'll write Google reviews for you, um, five Google reviews for $50. Now I'm getting almost 10 emails a week to say, oh, we'll write ten, you know, five reviews for you for $60. So people are paying for these things. And it's incredibly easy to spot the fake reviews because you just, with Google reviews, you can follow back the person who wrote the review. And you can see, oh, that person suddenly wrote 50 reviews that day about all sorts of random companies that are all in different countries. I don't think so. <laughs> exactly. You can also sort of see when basically they use the same wording about the same thing. Exactly. Just like, you yeah. know, word merged, kind of like, I bought X, I yeah. bought Y. Exactly. And it's, I loved it. <laughs> it's really easy to pick out the fakes on there, but because there's no money behind it, it doesn't really happen very often yep. because no one's benefiting out of it financially. I mean, all right, if a competitor decides to go and do that, then, again, you can pick them out in a, in a, mm -hmm. in a couple of minutes and, and highlight that because Google lets you reply to the reviews. And you say, oh, actually, I see you've written 50 reviews about random companies in 25 different countries today. You get about a bit. <laughs> so should we give um, the people watching this <coughs> some tips yeah, that so, may or may not be useful? Yeah, so let's give you guys useful. something that you can take away from this. Um, we don't want to keep you here all night. Uh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> he does. I do. Um, watch time minutes on Google, on YouTube, mate. Um, so if I could give you guys some tips to take away from today's show, uh, what I would say is, first of all, never, ever be afraid to ask. It is terrifying uh, because you're scared of what you might hear in, re in response. But then if you know, you can deal with it. If someone says, well, I wasn't really happy with it, you can deal with that. So, okay, what, what, what was you not happy about? What, what could we do better to improve? Um, and some of the things from what we were talking about earlier as well is if you're going to ask someone for some feedback there's robin tells me there's at least five questions five good questions that you can ask people um ooh, top tip time yeah absolutely this the meat on the bones now <laughs> yeah, it's um, so if you were going to ask people for some feedback what five things would you ask them 
um, that are meaningful that you can actually get some useful information from. Darn, I've not written those down as notes. Um, right, so <laughs> I would, uh, I'm not a marketeer, but I would kind of go with the product placement and purpose. So ask questions around how do people find about using your product or service? Was it easy to use? Did they work, you know, also ask them against where your product is on the shelf? Who else is out there that they've dealt with? And ask them to say, when you used our service, how did you find it? And when you think of our service compared to others, how do you find it? Were we equal to? And the other good stuff around... Okay, so you're asking for a comparison against your competitors. Exactly. Well, okay. um, Makes the, sense now, doesn't it? Uh, the other pieces then were around... Um, now, actually, through that conversation, you can learn where the market is moving to. Because mm -hmm. marketing and learn Again, not market here, but we've all got competition out there. But if you understand where people are going to, you can see actually, is that right for you and your business to grow into? Or are you going to allow yourself to create a niche? Mm. Uh, and the piece that was, that was top number one to mention was, um, we're talking about the questions. It's very easy to kind of go, free text box, how do you feel about me today? Mm -hmm. I think as you heard earlier on, we were saying, well actually, if you ask people to score you from one to 10, and then provide them the opportunity to give free text and qualification to that, you then have quantitative and qualitative data. So your quantitative... Say that slowly. That's quite, yeah, that's quite fast. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's the Irish, right? <laughs> and he just gave me a really strong coffee before he started. So. <laughs> that loaded him up on caffeine. Yeah. Uh, Qu quantitative. 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 Yeah. Quantitative is basically your numbers. So it is okay. that kind of between a no zero and ten. Your marks out of tens. Exactly. Cool. Your qualitative is quant quality, qu quantitative, is that piece of words that I'm Did you slip something in that coffee? Yeah. <laughs> is that piece where one, person, <laughs> one person's good could be a person marking you at an eight mm. versus that person who a six is good. Yeah. Like Alan Sugar might not find a Rolls Royce all that impressive. Yeah. Whereas to us, we'd be like, wow, look at that car, it's amazing. Exactly. So we'd give it a 10 and he might go, yes, all right, it's an 8. Yeah. Uh, but the reason for asking around five questions is you don't want to bombard people with it. And also, mm. if you are initially having that conversation and you're continuing it, you can ask some different questions. But it's just, how do you find dealing with me today? How, you know, am I on point? Also, sneaky question, top tip here. You can ask the people how they find you for value for money because again hmm. if people if you don't know what your competitors are charging because it's not the dumb thing they publish the prices on the website mm. you can see people sort of say well you seem to be cheap you seem to be expensive i've had people kind of go you know you kind of need to the bars up here and you're here and i'm like oh yeah i mean we're one of the most expensive hosting companies on the planet but people never ever have never said anything about price or cost that's because they've been all around the houses and they've seen what they get for next to nothing and that's your quant that's your quality and our quality is the fact that yeah okay most people who come to us end up paying half what they were elsewhere yeah but the quality doubles or triples exactly um so it's it's never really something people always sort of just tell us mm -hmm. we don't really have to ask too many questions yep. to find out and then the next one which was richard was going to mention was yeah so one of the things we were talking about earlier about getting emotionally involved in in feedback um is what i would say is never ever reply to any feedback immediately the second you see it 
you're going to get emotionally involved. You're probably going to, especially if it's a bad review, it's quite easy to go, oh, how dare they say that about us? I'm going to reply to that immediately. I'm going to take care of this. And the first things that come out of your brain may not be the wisest things that come out of your brain. Um, and I've done this before. Sit and write your response, by all means. Write it not on the live review platform. Write it in a text file and just save it. Even if, even if at the time you say, thanks very much for your feedback, we'll come back to you within 24 hours. Yep. So that they can see you've dealt with it, you've, you've acknowledged that it's there, yep. and that you're going to formulate a response to it. Because you need time to emotionally disconnect from what they're saying and not take it personally like an attack on you and just say, well, actually, yeah, we screwed that up right royally. They were quite right to say that. Because then you can come back with a formulated response and examine everything that's happened to get them to where they're at, yep. to that bad review and say, well, actually, yeah, you're right. We did screw several things up and there was a, a cascade of events that led to you being completely let down. And, and we're also, crazy sorry about that. And the really important thing also is as evidenced by my amazing speaking this evening, <laughs> is the fact that sometimes you have a language barrier. And a what? Language barrier. Uh, 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 uh. People speak <laughs> English is, surprisingly yeah. not, not everyone's mother tongue. Yeah, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, actually, people may not mean of, um, to be offensive. I'm going to myself in response to some donut. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, so you, you you've got to get you've got to get rid of that frustration first. Yep. So you formulate your response, and even if you just hit send and send it to yourself, and then go off to bed and, and think about it. And the worst thing I think is well, if you do it late at night, because when you if you go into bed, that's all you're going to be thinking about. Exactly. It drives you crackers. Yep. Um, but then the next day you'd have had a good bit of time to think and mull it over and actually start to work at a what happened there? How did we? Did I screw up or did something else go wrong that was out of my control? How can I explain this in a way that makes sense? Um, especially with the technical stuff we do, trying to explain certain things can be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if someone's DNS server goes wrong, it's like most people don't even know what that is. What <laughs> the hell is a DNS server? Yeah, there you go. That's the look we get. Um, <laughs> a DNS. It's a donut server. Uh -huh. It makes donuts. Ah, cool. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, donuts. So, <laughs> if only it was a donut server, that'd be fantastic. You'd never get me out of data somehow. <laughs> um, so yeah, never never formulate your response immediately. It's okay to acknowledge it straight away, to, so that the person, if it is a genuine review, it's okay to say, hey, look, you know, we've seen it. We're going to deal with this, and we're going to make sure we put it right and deal with whatever it is that's caused you to feel like this. But by the same token, if you've got the right engagement with your customers, the first sign of an unhappy customer shouldn't be on a public forum. Yeah, you know if. And I'm going to be critical of business owners here, but if that happens, you're failing somewhere along the process. Well, what was it you told me earlier? What? No one ever asks. Well, exactly. People no. don't ask their customers how they're doing. And then the customer's like, well, no one's listening to me. No yeah. one's watching this. Yeah. I really don't you're like talking your about our YouTube channel again. <laughs> <laughs> but it's point. It's like, if you're not asking people, yeah. then their only outlet to engage with you is going donut to be in a public server. forum. Mm, I know, right? Donut server. It's the donut naming system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so you know, get that emotional release out first. Get yourself emotionally separated from what's actually happened. Yeah. But like Robin says, if you put in place a system where you're constantly asking people, um, you should hopefully never get to that. I mean, in 20 years, we've had one bad review, and that was quite deliberate because the customer was with us for 11 years. 
and he would ring literally every single week and he was doing things that we were telling him not to. So he's okay, we've set up your email address for you on your computer, please don't delete it. A week later, oh it's gone, I can't find it. Okay, what did you press? I don't know, it's not, I don't know how to use a computer. And he, okay, so 11 years this went on and it was, yeah, it drove you nuts. Um, and in the end we had to say to him, okay look, there's only so much of this we can tolerate. Uh, and in the nicest possible way, we've tried everything possible to help you. Mm -hmm. But we've got to draw a line somewhere and say, this is not working. You know, you're not interested in learning how it works. You're not interested in using it, but you're going to swear blind that email is your life and blood soul of everything you do. But you won't stop deleting things yeah. that you shouldn't be deleting. Um, I think it's time you find another provider who can who can cater for your, your um, very needy needs, if you like. That's something we should cover in a future one. How to break up with a customer. Ooh. I've done that a few times, you know. It's not me. It's I you. have. <laughs> I have. There's a big web... I say big... There's a website from a hotel right near uh, Blenheim Palace that we used mm -hmm. to we used to host that website. And similar story. Every single quarter. It's gone wrong again. Okay, what's happened this time? Well, I don't know. It's your job to fix it. Okay, let's fix it. I can't do it now right now. I'm busy. Okay, when can you do it? Well, I don't know. When are you free? I'm like, well, free now. Oh, but I can't do it now. And you just go around this, this mind-numbing circle and you just end up having to say, okay, this is not going to work. Mm -hmm. you know, we're here every single day, seven days a week. Give us a time. I want to busy. And every year something would go wrong and every quarter something would go wrong. And you just got to a point where, okay, f for the tiny amount of hosting money that you're taking for that customer, that customer was actually costing you money mm -hmm. to maintain. So you've got to draw a point where, and we'll cover this in March as well, because we're going to talk about money in March. Uh, so you've got to draw, draw the line somewhere where, at what point are your customers costing you money? Mm -hmm. um, and how do you say to them, hey, look, it's been lovely working with you. Wish you all the best. Off you go. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for coming. Um, and that's, that's, that's a difficult thing to do. Yeah, because it will create that fear. Even, oh, God, they're going to write a bad review about this now. I just feel it coming. <laughs> but they never have, because if you explain it well enough, they're actually, they, they can sit back and go, actually, yeah, I was a bit of a nightmare to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Um, so have we, have we all exhausted our top tips for today? I think we have, and also I realise time. Yeah, it's quarter to nine. Everyone, everyone wants to go and um, get some donuts now, probably, yeah. I'd imagine. And Susan probably wants to go and watch Spring Watch, I imagine. And um, that's pretty much where we're at for today. So if you've got any questions at all about business, IT, website stuff, drop it in the comments below or email it to us on post at wesh.uk. Or, uh, or ask experts, because we're not. Yeah, yeah, don't ask me. I don't know nothing. I don't know, I don't know squat. I'll just email it, forward it to someone else who knows. Yeah, exactly. uh, I'll send it to him and he'll send it to me. We don't know. Um, so yeah, if you've got any questions about stuff like that that you want to know, uh, I meet an absolute wonderful array of people as well who who are experts on certain things that I know nothing about. Accountants, photographers, <coughs> Peter, and um, marketing people, um, such as you know uh, some of the guys at Ronin Marketing. They're really awesome. Some of the stuff they do, and some coaches. There's a couple, you know, a couple of coaches that are um, that are literally human dynamos. What they don't know about starting a business and getting you motivated is, is not worth knowing. Um, <laughs> thumbs up. Happy day. So that's been, we're going to wrap that up for today. It's been an absolutely wonderful pleasure having Robin back again this week, and I hope he'll join me for more shows in the future. Yes. Um, I, might, I might not do it every week because. Uh, yeah. I've got, I've, I like well, because he hasn't got enough ties. He hasn't <laughs> got 52. I've got loads of ties. Have you got 52 ties? 
months. I'm no, sorry. he hasn't got. He's going to have to get a lot of ties now. I used to work in uh, banking. I used to have to wear a tie. I had lots of ties. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you very much, everyone, for your time. Thanks for stopping by. It's much appreciated. Well, literally, we made double digits today. Ten viewers. <laughs> That's a result. Show's growing. Next month, a thousand, hopefully. Um, and so don't forget to subscribe. Hit, yeah, That's the key. Please. Hit the subscribe button below. Once we get a thousand visitors, we can start asking you to get your wallets out and who can, you know, who can throw the most fivers at the, at the Diagrama Foundation. Um, and hopefully, we'll see you again next week. Um, I'm hoping to have some some really nice guests on next week. I've got an ex ex military serviceman coming in, who started his business in the last twelve months. He's a really nice guy, and his business is really it's just going crazy. Uh, we've also got a lady coming in to have a chat about wills and what do you do when things, you know, you've got to think about money side of it. Mm -hmm. Everyone in business thinks about make money, make money, make money, but what happens if the worst goes wrong? What do your family and relatives do? Um, so Sophia's going to be joining me this month as well. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, so I need a will. Yeah, I know, right? Imagine if you're called Will, right? Yeah. And you write wills. Can you imagine explaining that introduction to everybody? Hi, I'm Will, I do wills. <laughs> will you do my will for me, Will? Yeah, do my will, Will. <laughs> will, Will, do my will. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, lovely to see you again, guys. Uh, thanks for coming along. And next week, the next week's show will be posted up by the end of the week. This will be on a podcast for those of you listening on iTunes or some other podcasting service. There are many out there available. Uh, again, apologies for the coughing. I'll cut the music off if you listen on the podcast, so you're going to miss out on some great tunes. Um, it should be up on the podcast by the weekend, hopefully, if, if the podcasting service pull the finger out. And uh, you know, what you mean is if you do it, yeah, <laughs> if I, yeah, if I pull my finger out and upload the damn thing, <laughs> don't lie about your processes. <laughs> he did it. And if you've got any feedback, let us know in the in in the in the name of today's subject. Post your comments. Tell us what you thought of today's show. Is it good? Is it rubbish? Did you enjoy it? Did you take something useful from it? Or should we just give up and call it a day while we're ahead? Um, save him buying some more ties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, so thanks for coming, guys. We'll see you again soon. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care and have Bye. a great week.